0: US government warns that Iran is hacking water pumps, ICANN launches a new domain investigations tool, a ransomware attack hits 60 credit unions across the US, and the US sanctions North Korean hacking group Kim Suki. This is Risky Business News prepared by Catelyn Kampanu. Today is December 4th. The U.S. government has confirmed that Iranian hacking group Cyber Avengers has gained access to equipment at water facilities across multiple U.S. states. The attacks began November 22nd and exploited PLCs manufactured by Israeli company Unitronics. The group targeted Unitronics PLCs that were still using the default password 1111. CISA asked U.S. organizations last week to change the default password, enable multi-factor authentication, and remove the devices from the Internet. U.S. officials say the Cyber Avengers Group is affiliated with the Iranian Republican Guard Corps, a military and intelligence organization. According to the Shadow Server Foundation, 500 to 800 Unitronics PLCs are currently exposed to the Internet, with the vast majority in Australia and Singapore. Around 60 US credit unions are dealing with network outages after a ransomware gang hit Tetrance, one of their shared IT providers. The US National Credit Union Administration says the incident took place on the 26th of November and is still ongoing. The full extent of the incident is unknown, but Tetrance is said to be rebuilding its systems. Internet Domain Management Organisation, ICANN, has launched a new service to help law enforcement agencies and cybersecurity professionals obtain non-public domain registration data for their investigations. The New Registration Data Request Service, or RDRS, provides a ticketing system to help law enforcement and security firms request private domain data from registers. ICANN launched the service after the EU... GDPR legislation forced registers to redact domain ownership and contact information from the public WHOIS database. The European Council and the European Parliament have reached a political agreement on the Cyber Resilience Act, a piece of legislation meant to improve the security of smart devices sold in the EU. The new regulations apply to products ranging from baby monitors and smartwatches to firewalls and routers. Under the new rules, vendors will have to establish processes to receive reports about vulnerabilities and must support products for at least five years – Products will have to come with free and automatic security updates as the default option, must ensure data confidentiality using encryption, and vendors must inform authorities of any attacks. The new rules will come into effect three years after the CRA passes the EU Parliament vote. Twelve of the world's largest tech companies have agreed to introduce new rules to fight online fraud as part of the UK Government's Online Fraud Charter. The measures include verifying new advertisers, promptly removing fraudulent content and better user verification for online marketplaces and dating services. The companies will also establish direct lines for law enforcement to report fraudulent content. The U.S. Treasury Department has sanctioned North Korean hacking group Kim Suki for its intelligence collection operations. The group has been active since 2012 and operates under the Reconnaissance General Bureau, North Korea's primary foreign intelligence service. It's also known in InfoSec circles as APT-43, Emerald Sleet, Velvet Cholima and Black Banshee. Kim Suki joins Lazarus and and Blue Noroff Three other North Korean hacking groups sanctioned in September 2019. A threat actor known as Twisted Spider is using the DanaBot malware to gain access to corporate networks and then deploying the Cactus ransomware. Spotted by Microsoft, The initial DanaBot infections occur via malvertising campaigns. The Twisted Spider group appears to have switched to using DanaBot for initial access after authorities took down the CACBot botnet at the end of August. Twisted Spider is a known affiliate for multiple ransomware services such as Revil, Maze and eGregor. A threat actor has stolen an estimated $5 million worth of crypto assets from owners of the safe cryptocurrency wallet. 21 victims have been identified so far. The hacks have taken place over the past four months, with 10 victims losing more than $2 million over the past week alone. According to Web3 security firm ScamSniffer, the attacks used address poisoning, where small amounts are sent to a victim in the hope that they then copy the wrong destination donation from their transaction history when sending a big amount. A French court has freed two men accused of stealing $9.5 million worth of crypto assets from DeFi platform Platypus Finance in February this year. Age 20 and 18, Mohamed M. and Benamar M. were arrested a week after the hack in the Paris suburb of Aubervilliers. The two brothers claimed in court they acted in good faith and were just conducting white hat ethical hacking. The duo said they found a vulnerability in the Platypus platform and move the funds before a hacker could steal them. And staying in France, the French government will pay up to €20,000 to bug hunters to find vulnerabilities in its France Connect and Agent Connect online platforms. The two are authentication systems used by citizens and government employees to log into official government sites. This is the second bug bounty program the French government has set up this year after launching a similar effort for the My Power of Attorney finding platform in May. Security researcher Jason Parker has discovered vulnerabilities in the web-based case and document management systems used by multiple U.S. courts. The vulnerabilities could have allowed threat actors to access sensitive court records related to civil and criminal cases. Most of the affected court systems have rolled out updates, but some are yet to patch their systems. CISA has removed a D-Link vulnerability tracked as CVE-2022 – 28958 from the KEV database of actively exploited vulnerabilities. CISA says it removed the KEV entry after the vulnerability's CVE identifier was revoked. MITRE withdrew the identifier after Vulncheck researcher Jacob Baines discovered that the vulnerability never existed and filed a dispute to have it removed from the National Vulnerabilities Database. The original vulnerability report contained fake exploit code, which was then added into the MooBot Mirai-style botnet without ever actually working. That's all for this podcast edition.